guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of By Bumpkin. Guys, <laughs> it has been a fucking week. By the way, um, if you're a member of the Patreon, you got two episodes this week. One was um, on Blackpink's uh, documentary, Light Up the Sky. I talked about a little bit about K-pop, about Blackpink. I recapped the documentary and I talked about um, just things that they left out that are a part of Blackpink's story and culture and, you know, and, you know, I, so I just talked about that. I also did an, uh, an episode of the bonus series on couples therapy um, and I had Rachel on, Rachel Parks, and she's a licensed mental health therapist. And she was really good talking about, I mean, she just, she just had some really good shit to bring that, you know, I don't fucking know. I'm not licensed in anything. So, um, you know, whenever I have a guest I haven't recorded before, I get so fucking nervous. I get so nervous and that look, it's nervousness, but it's also like psychosomatic. So I will like just suddenly feel terrible because I have to talk to somebody I have not talked to and I like the whole day I was just like oh my god I feel terrible I'm so achy oh I'm laying on the couch watching the life of uh Kylie like that shit is brand new by the way she was eating some tacos she was like killing these fucking tacos that she apparently makes Karuchi Tran taught her how to make it on um Kylie's app remember a lot of Kardashians had apps remember that so I ended up making the fucking tacos the next day. And bitch, they were good. They were so fucking good. My kids were trip. They, I had to fight them to keep a plate for my husband. They were like, can you make this tomorrow? I was like, we can't have our noses wide open for celebrity tacos like this. But they were fucking good. But yeah, the whole day I was just like, oh my God, something's wrong with me. I can't live. Uh. And you know, it's just nervousness of talking to somebody new. And of course it went well, it always does. And now I'll be like, I gotta have Rachel on all the time. <laughs> that's that's exactly how it was the first time I recorded with Liz, the first time I recorded with Kara, the first time I recorded with Troy. First time I recorded with Troy, I think I threw up beforehand. I was just like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't have a phone call with someone and talk about trash reality TV. I can't. And I did it and I was like, oh, that was stupid, princess. <laughs> and I even, but I know this about myself. I even told, like, I was telling my mom how, I didn't feel well that day. And she's like, well, what's wrong? I said, nothing. I'm just psyching myself out. As soon as I finish this um, this uh, podcast, I will feel ridiculous. I will feel so fucking good. I'll be like, woo. Like somebody just gave me a Z-pack or something. And that's exactly what happened. But I'm glad I like fought through it, did it. Um, and the, I, we had a great time. I'm also on... Kara's podcast this week, Everybody's Business But Mine. We talk about Wendy Williams' documentary. Super good. Had a great time. I let everyone know that Aaliyah did not have a glass eye, even though, like, we would just tell these fucking rumors all the fucking time. When I was in high school, we would just be like, yeah, um, Usher's gay, and he's got 20 lovers. Like, we just say shit like that. And I know in the social media age, rumors move really fast. I understand that. But, like... Aaliyah, because she always just have that bang over her eye. And um, people said she had a glass eye. And so, what? <laughs> like, in today's age, 
that rumor would go around and then Aaliyah would be on Instagram with her hair pushed back, like showing you that she didn't have no fucking glass eye. But back then we should just say whatever. Anytime Mariah Carey did a, um, a feature collectively, we just thought she was sleeping with that person. We thought she had sex with Mace, the locks and Diddy at the same time. Why? Cause it's stupid rumors and stuff. Anyway, me and Kara had a really good time on, um, on that one. So I've just been a lot of fucking places this week. Um, the only other thing that's been happening is that <laughs> guys, I tweeted about Michael Jackson because <laughs> something is wrong with me. Um, my preschool kids teacher wants him to dress up as Michael Jackson for black history month. When I got the message, I was like, I don't think Michael Jackson is an appropriate person for a preschool kid to dress up as. Um, I believe Michael Jackson's a child molester. I don't, I just do not believe that you can have that many accusers and, and something isn't, you know, some, everything's clean in the buttermilk that I, I just don't. I also believe OJ killed his wife. I know that he has been acquitted of killing his wife, but I believe he did it. I, I, that's it. And my, but specifically about this is that I just believe, well, first of all, first of all, Michael Jackson didn't like being black. He just didn't guys. Anything that any person that you talk to about Michael Jackson's image issues, he did not like his thick nose and his brown skin. He didn't like that stuff. He was very traumatized about the way people talked about him because he was a child star that grew up in the spotlight and being black was not something he wanted to be. Okay. And if you don't believe me, it's explained to me why he looked like a dead white woman at the, towards the end of his life. He like, this isn't an argument we need to have. He had race issues. So it's black history month. I think it's interesting to celebrate a black American who obviously had a lot of issues with being black. And two, this is, this is, this is even secondary one. <laughs> it really should be number one, but it's the second thing I thought of. I was like, he's been arrested for child abuse. And I know he was, the charges were dropped for various reasons. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and recount the Michael Jackson documentaries to you or the, uh, the police reports. I'm not going to do that. But the fact is he was arrested for an ab abuse against a child. So, whether or not you believe he did it, and I don't need you to believe me. I really don't. Like, I don't get money if you believe me. I don't care. My mom doesn't. My mom's like, wasn't convicted. Everything's fine. So, you know, whatever. But whether or not you believe that, I just think that we can find someone else to for my five-year-old to dress up as who has not been arrested for child abuse. Do, do, you, do you see the logic in that? That's reasonable, right? That regardless of whether or not you believe the allegations against Michael Jackson, you acknowledge he's been arrested for child abuse. And so that if we could, we could just, we could just celebrate somebody else's or at least have my child dress up as someone else, which is what I ended up sending back. And I, I struggled with it at first because I've been a pain in the ass at the preschool. I've been fighting with him since last fucking August. I'm sure I, they have my face up in the office with a fucking bullseye on it. Because there's like, oh, here come this bitch. It's always something with this bitch. And it is. I mean, so, but the st I'll, I'll tell you what. 
the stuff I've had to like work on with them was important. Okay. So this, I was like, do I even need to say something? Maybe I just don't send them in anything, you know, but I also know that he will want to dress up. So I send the, I end up sending a message back to, um, the teacher and say, listen, I just don't feel comfortable with this. Unfortunately, he just can't, I, I can't do this. I hope you understand. I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass. I just don't think it's appropriate for my son to dress up as a child abuser. I, I just don't. Is there someone else that we could use? Or maybe he doesn't have to dress up. He can just sing the song. So they're, they're singing a song. Sing the song in the, in the choir or whatever. And, and he doesn't have to be one of the people that dresses up. And, you know, she gets, she sends a thing back saying she don't, she definitely understands I'm not being a pain in the butt. She will get him someone else to, and that'll be, and don't worry about it. You know, the, um, I think she said that she, she's just not going to have anybody dress up like Michael Jackson. Fine. And I tweeted about this and I tweeted Michael Jackson's whole name because the first time I tweeted, I tweeted his whole name and then there was a thread where I don't, I just referred to him as MJ because I didn't want to write it out. You know, other people were were um, adding me back and being like, that's ridiculous. That's really wild. Yes, of course you need to tell them not to, blah, blah, blah. And one, one of my friends asked me, hey, um, why would they choose who they dress up for? And I jokingly said, because they don't want them all to come as Meg Stallion. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I have a feeling that five-year-olds know who Meg Stallion is more than they know who Michael Jackson is. I just got a feeling. I just got a feeling. So, you know, that's up for like 12 fucking hours. And I, um, I use screen time on my phone to keep myself off of social media all day. And, uh, it gives me like 30 minutes, 40 minutes a day on Instagram and Twitter. And after that it's done. So it closes the app for me. I don't even get notifications until the next morning when the screen time starts over. So I wake up, I've got like 30 notifications. And it's just all these people with Michael Jackson in their bio. Uh, their bio says defending innocent black men. <laughs> their wallpaper is just young Michael Jackson, you know, back when he was still black. And are mad at me. <laughs> they feel like I'm trying to take down a black man. They feel like it's real funny. That I'm out here telling people that I'm telling people about Michael Jackson when I obviously skin whiten. I've been using skin whitening. Yeah, okay. And that there are snowmen blacker than me. They are upset that I am searching a dead man's name. They are sending me evidence that, um, so for the actual documentary, remember I talked about that? I think I talked about it on a bonus episode about, um, how hard it was to watch and how much I dislike the parents in the documentary. And I know that's a, it's hard to find a perfect victim, but I dislike those parents so much. I wish they weren't in the fucking movie because they, I had a lot of questions for them. A lot of motherfucking questions for them. But they're sending me like information on these people's moms and shit. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. And they're like, have you looked at the evidence? You out here slandering people. You can go to jail. <laughs> and then one of them, I, the funniest part about the whole fucking thing is one of them, because under the one where I was joking about Meg Thee Stallion, one of them was like, 
I just think that Michael Jackson is an icon and he has done so much for the world. And I think that I'd rather have my kid dress up like Michael Jackson rather than some plastic surgery vulgar woman. And I was like, you don't think Michael Jackson had plastic surgery? Do you not have eyes? Listen, I, I'm fine. I just muted it. I muted the people. Like, I don't, I don't care if you like... I don't, I don't always block people because if you block people, they can see you block them and then usually riles them up to like go get their alt account or get their sister to tweet you. I don't fucking know. So I just muted people and went on about my day. Um, people were texting me like, princess, I'm so sorry that I even said anything about it. Um, these people are coming. Then I'm like, it's fine. I ended up deleting the original thread because I was like, I like my, my tweets delete, auto delete every 30 days anyway. Because, guys, I don't know who the fuck I was a month ago. I could have been saying some really wild shit. As long as I've been on Twitter. How long have I been on fucking Twitter? I've been on Twitter a long fucking time. And if my tweets were accessible from the first year I got on Twitter, I would be incredibly embarrassed. Because, like I said, I didn't really understand how Twitter works. And I just thought I could just, like, at the girls at Flavor of Love. And just be... And then I would be like, why are they so bad? I just called her a ghetto trash bag. Like... How did she see this? Like, I, I would be very, and also, I've always had hotep tendencies, and I, 2007-ish, maybe 2006, I don't know how hotepy I was back then. I'd be embarrassed by the shit I was probably saying. So, my shit auto-deletes every 30 days anyway, so I don't have to worry about the shit. So, I was like, I don't need to worry about it. In 30 days, it'll be gone. I don't care. But I went on and deleted it anyway, and, you know, I, I've gotten some mentions since then, and people being like, oh, there's another thing. They were calling me a Karen. Guys, the, the, <laughs> you know what I hate about the internet? The internet thinks that because the internet, because the internet gives you easy access to African-American vernacular English, which is A-A-V-E, which is like basically black slang because everyone has easy access to it. They use the shit wrong all the time and fuck it up for everyone. Do you remember by Felicia? That's all I'm going to say on that one. I'm just saying that like, because people are aware that people use the word Karen, no one knows what a fucking Karen is anymore. A Karen is a white woman who uses her whiteness to manipulate public systems like the police, uh, park permits, HOAs, uses those as a weapon w combined with her whiteness against people minding their own fucking business or doing their own thing, things that don't have anything to do with her. And mostly she tries to use those things to prevent other people from doing things. So like, so a woman complaining isn't a Karen, okay? Just because somebody's at the Dairy Queen complaining about the soft serve does not make them a fucking Karen. They have to be using these systems and their whiteness in, com in, in combination. Like calling the cops on black people barbecuing at the park. You don't have no, it's none of your fucking business. You don't know all the details, but you believe you're going to call the police and you gonna and you're gonna get on there and use your nice crying white lady voice to try to get them to come out and and do something for you. That's being a Karen. A black lady can't be a Karen because she doesn't have access to whiteness. Do you get that? Do you guys understand that? That like me personally, I don't have access to whiteness. 
because I'm not a white person. I have access to all sorts of privilege, by the way. I, um, financial privilege, I've gone to school. Um, the fact that I work in a professional capacity and that, that, that I have knowledge of how to get certain things done within systems. Those are all privileges, but I can't, I don't have any whiteness. And if you want to call me out for my proximity to whiteness, that's a whole nother thing. So I can't be a fucking Karen, but they're like, you're a Karen and you ruined Michael Jackson. The, the preschoolers won't have Michael Jackson there. I didn't say you could have Michael Jackson there. I said, I don't want to dress my kid up as Michael Jackson. That's very different. If I had shown up at the school protesting Michael Jackson, it's a whole fucking thing than me being like, I'm not going to send my fucking kid dressed like that. There's a lot of people I wouldn't send. I had a friend um, a couple of years ago who they did some sort of like assembly thing at school and her son had to dress up like Trump. And I was like, girl, no, <laughs> there's no, there's no fucking way. I just sent a nice note to the teacher saying you have to choose someone else. I don't want my kid. I don't, I don't know whatever you're doing there. It's not like my kid has to go to the library and whatnot and can't participate. I don't care. But he, you know, I, I'm not like that lady on fucking Twitter that was talking about how she's kept the fact that Trump was president from her four-year-old. <laughs> and she wonders what to do now. He fucking knows, guys. He, fuck, he goes to public school, he knows. They talk about who the president is all the time there. Anyway, I'm rambling. But yeah, like, um, he's not going to dress up as Michael Jackson. I don't, I don't, I just don't think that's appropriate for the situation. If you want your kid to dress up as Michael Jackson, I'm fine with that. Like, I wouldn't be like, what the fuck are you doing? And calling CPS or anything. I'd just be like, okay, you think that's appropriate for your kid? I, I some, <laughs> some people don't think Harry Potter movies are appropriate for their children. That's them. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you guys that uh, you should follow me at OK Then Princess because I'm sure I'm going to be getting tweets about this for the rest of my life. Um, probably not because my because my fucking tweets delete. Or maybe, I don't know. I just mute people. I don't really care. I don't, see, see, I don't mind tweeting with people like when I'm asking questions and like people, are, like I don't mind that exchange of stuff. But people who like seriously don't, like there's no point. I'm not going to argue about Michael Jackson. Like I said, my mom's a huge fan. Although she's taken some of her things down. I think she saw the documentary. Um, but she's not disavowed her Michael Jackson-ness. Um, but like, I don't, I don't care to argue about it. And remember, remember, I always tell you guys, one of the nice things about being a black person, or at least being me, a black person is that none of my family members are Trumpers. None of them are QAnon. None of, none of them are doing all that mostly be, for obvious reasons. But that doesn't mean I don't have to have conversations about Michael Jackson or Chris Brown or fucking R. Kelly, or Bill Cosby. I do. I do. When I was on Facebook, I had to unfriend my sister-in-law, not because we were in a fight or anything, because I was like, I do not want to hear, I don't want to see her post about how uh, she's so worried about Bill Cosby in prison. I don't want to see that. I'm not worried about Bill Cosby in prison. And I just think that's a difference of opinions right there. That's a different perspective. And I mean, if we had, if we had to have a, if she was saying it to me, we had to have a conversation about it, we would. I would, I would be like, yeah, I don't care about that because I just believe there are too many victims for, for, for something like this to be dismissed. And I just believe them. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't give a fuck. 
I mean, if you want to watch the Cosby show, go ahead, but I'm not interested. So, like, I've been in this in a between a rock and a hard place on the Michael Jackson stuff, and I'm I don't care, and I'm not interested. I'm like I'm not responding to any of them. I don't care. <laughs> I can't believe they think I'm skin lightning. I am barely a light skinned woman. I think I'm brown. I don't feel very light, and it's mostly because I've been like my dad's side of the family is multiracial, and so. They're very light. I'm the lightest person in my immediate family, but not like when I get to my dad's side of the family, I'm not. And so I don't feel light skin at all. Um, just because my mother's dark. I, sometimes that's the only time I felt light. But I was like, oh my God, skin whitening? No. Anyway. <laughs> like, this is... The, the people that were texting me about it, I was like, don't sweat it, babes. It's okay. This is all my fault. I should know better. I don't, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I wrote out his full name. I also don't know why people were searching his name to defend him. But, like, this isn't my first go-around at this. One time I tweeted something about Tony Braxton, and my mentions were in shambles for weeks, baby. Because uh, people with Tony Braxton as their profile pic and in their bio said, checking any bitch that thinks she gonna talk shit about Tony or Tamar Braxton. Like, pe tons of accounts like that were up in my mentions, okay? Just like, why the fuck you think you could say that about Tony Braxton? Tony Braxton is a legend. Like, I, I, listen, I knew the risks. I didn't think about them, but I knew the risk. I'll be okay. I just think that's so fucking funny. So fucking, like, I'm gonna argue with you about fucking Michael Jackson. Jesus Christ. Anyway, and listen, I am uninterested in your, in your emails about him either. I do not care if you, how you feel, okay? I do not fucking care. Girl, you put on your red jacket and moonwalk down the hallway. It's fine. But I just don't want to dress my kid up like that. He's being dressed up as the first, I forget the guy's name, the first stock car, the first black stock car, um, driver and I looked it up and I looked it up. I was like, is that a white man? I'm thinking, because my son is Latino. He's not black. And so I'm thinking, is she trying to like match his skin tone? Is that what she's trying to do? By the way, I told my mom about this and she was like, well I don't know why you don't just let him dress up as Michael Jackson. I think it's fine. And then she goes, also, he's not black. What's he doing celebrating Black History Month? And I was like, what do you think happens to white kids during Black History Month? She's like, I don't know. I really don't know. They they let them celebrate too? My mom's so fucking crazy. For like three or four years, I was the only black person in my entire school. And what did she think I was doing? Like, was I in a room alone talking about Malcolm X all by myself? No, I was in a room full of white children who were all trying to look at me over and over again. And teachers kept going, are you comfortable with this? Princess, if you're uncomfortable, just let us know. Okay? Because, you know... It's, this is very, this is very, um, intense conversation we're having. Um, the school counselor is available. If you want to talk about the effects of slavery on you today, and I just was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> well, I guess she thought I was just in a room alone because those white kids weren't allowed to celebrate Black History Month. Oof. Okay, I got to stop talking about this shit. Because, listen, I have a big big episode um I have so many fucking notes I feel like Troy McEady 
I just have a lot to fucking say. We're doing two episodes. It's bras, bras and brawls one and two. It's episode seven and eight. Um, and it's just, it's, it's probably the best episode of the season. When I think of season two of Real Housewives of Miami, I think of, she beat me to the tweet. And I think of this party. Um, we start off with Lisa in all animal print, which stresses me out. And I'm glad Daisy booted it instead of tooted it. And she's, Trying to find what she's trying to find. She's got a she's having a lingerie party. They do they raise money for breast cancer. And she, you know, breast cancer, her husband's the boob god, everyone comes in lingerie. Um, and she looks great in everything, obviously. She, like I keep saying, she's she has an amazing fucking body. And she chooses an all-white outfit with wings. She looks great. Um, but she's worried about the party because it's her party, it's got her name on it, she wants it to be successful. And Leah Black has an RSVP. So she has to call Lisa personally. Lisa, when she answers the phone, Lisa acts like she doesn't even have, excuse me, Leah, when Leah answers the phone, she acts like she doesn't even have Lisa's number in her phone. She, she's just like, hello? Like, <laughs> is this a telemarketer? Um, but she says she's trying to come, but she'll make a donation don, Donation matter, no matter where, no matter what, I think that's classy. Um, Lisa's event is on Friday, but Leah's event's on Saturday. So, I mean, you know, if, if Leah didn't come, I understand, right? She's got this event once a year and it's happening Saturday. So what to do? Um, the next scene we see Leah in her office calling people. She's trying to get people to the party too. She's doing the exact same thing as Lisa. So... I mean, she's part of it. She's wearing a huge choker that looks like it's native inspired and has all of these metal medallions hanging down from her. Lisa, Leah should sue Stasi over statement necklaces. That's what she should do. Um, as far as Karen is concerned, everyone still hates her. Adriana, Alexia, Leah, and Joanna have a conversation about it. They're also, so there's an article that came out in the Miami Herald two days prior. And Karen is quoted as, just talking shit about everyone, talking about how they're classless fame addicts and with Botox for brains and how she's trying to bring a little class to the franchise. Honestly, I know they all take it personally, but I can see if Karen was talking about Housewives in general, I can also see the other side of it that there's already been a season of The Real Housewives of Miami and most of these girls were on it. So it can come off as Karen being like, thank God I'm here to show you a different side because those bitches. Um, Adriana's pretty pissed about it. And Joanna doesn't read the paper. <laughs> so she's just hearing about it. And she also says, she, she says something that we are going to hear over and over from Joanna. I've been in the business 10 years. She says this over and over in this episode, these two episodes. And she's saying that she's been in the business for a long time. And she knows that sometimes journalists, like you can be misquoted. Um, and so she doesn't, she wants to give Karen the benefit of a doubt. Um, you know, Adriana's not having it. <laughs> Leah is basically like, Let's, she's trying to be just diplomatic. She's like, let's not let this affect the gala, the party or whatever. Let's deal with this another time. And in her talking head, she says, listen, 
I didn't see myself in that description, so the shoe doesn't fit, so I'm not going to wear it, which is understandable. A uh, hit dog will holler, and if you didn't hit me, then I'm not hollering. That's what she's, you know. Um, I think Adriana is in, you know, a bitch eating crackers mode. That's what she's in. Karen gets on her fucking nerves, and pretty much anything that says or does is going to get on her nerves. And just this, this article, I mean, easily. Um, so we go to Joanna. Joanna's doing a PETA photo shoot. She's supposed to fly somewhere for it, but she's shooting it at Lisa's house because Lisa doesn't want her to miss her party. It's one of those contribute. It's like a jokey, controversial shoot against wearing fur. She's done three for them. She considers herself an animal activist. She's protested outside Dash Miami, I think. Um, her and Marta do a little thing where they, where she's like, what would you see if you see Kim? Cause I think Joanna ran around with Kim. She was running around with Joe Francis, which we'll get to. And Joe Francis is good friends with Kim and the family. So fine. Um, if you remember the first seasons of the Kardashians, um, they run off to Puerto Vallarta, I think to Joe Francis's house, which is like four or five star. It's run like a four or five star hotel. And, you know, Caitlin's back at the house and was like, where are you guys? And she, she's upset because, um, because, you know, Chris and them aren't telling her the stuff. Uh, so like they're, they're good friends. And I think, you know what? I'll talk more about this when I get to Joe Francis. Um, Marta and Joanna are talking about the Roman stuff. And Joanna's delusional saying that the girl calling her at 4 a.m., who's fired, by the way, probably right now. You, you, you understand if you worked at Mint and you called Joanna to tell Joanna that you saw Roman making out with a dancer. I bet you anything, Joanna gave him the name of the girl, which... I think is like, if that actually happened, I'd be so pissed at Joanna because I'm sure she's fired. I'm sure. But the girl calling and then finding the text and emails on this thing, she says that that has made them stronger because it showed them something was wrong with their relationship and now they're going to try to fix it. Joanna, I, I know Joanna drinks a lot. I don't know if she's drunk in this scene. She doesn't seem drunk. It's pretty obvious when she's drunk because she's screaming and fighting. But the stuff she's saying doesn't even make any fucking sense. I wish... We've all been there, right? But I will respect Joanna, Joanna more if she said, getting that 4 a.m. call and seeing those texts made me realize that Roman and I could be over any moment now. And what I decided is... I like my life and I'm going to fight for it. And that's the truth. Being str- You're not stronger. You're just aware that he that he's ready and willing to cheat on your ass. Um, and probably ass. I'm, I'm going to say he has. I just don't believe two grown adults are going to get very close to each other. And I just don't believe the type of text they were sending that they weren't fucking. Or at least someone blew someone. So we get a scene with Leah at home with her lawyer husband and that's it. We don't need to talk anymore about that. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. 
Karen and Joanna are at some boutique full of sparkly dresses. I'm not a sparkle person, but when they come out of the um, boutique, out of the, out of the um, dressing room, Joanna's dress looked amazing. It, it it looked it sparkled so pretty on camera. It looked like I don't know. It just it, I was like I'm not really a sparkly person. It's not something I'm not someone that's like let me get I gotta have some sparkle on here. Um, but her dress was very very fucking pretty. Um, I think it was a good advertisement for the shop. By the way, let me talk about the article. And Karen said she was misquoted. She said she met this woman who's a blogger at a at the opening of a hotel, and she did. Get, she did do provide some quotes, but she does not believe those quotes were, she didn't say that stuff. And she says her words were kind of twisted and she didn't really think it was going to be that big of a deal. She also says she wouldn't say Botox for brains because she gives out Botox in her business. Um, I guess Daddy Randy on Team Mom 2 isn't the only one who gives out, dentist who's giving Botox. Well, for a lot of plastic surgery, um, you don't have to, you don't have to specialize in it. You can be a dentist and you go to do certifications for certain plastic surgeries and, you know, and then you can start doing them. And I mean, Botox isn't exactly plastic surgery, but for like injectables, definitely you can do a certification for that and, you know, take it go house, maybe two, I don't know. And you can be doing it. So dentists definitely can do that. Um, Joanna says that the girls are all jealous of Karen because she has a career and she's busy and she's looking at people's teeth all day. I don't know if jealousy is the right word for that. They certainly hate her though. That's, that's the damn truth. They fucking hate Karen. Marisol's at Mama Elsa's house and she says she's going to a pajama party. Everyone else is going to a lingerie party, but, um, Marisol's going to a pajama party. And Mama Elsa goes, dress like that? And Marisol's wearing, like Marisol's wearing a vest that looks like fur. It might be feathers. I, I'm not sure. And they talk about it in a lot of different ways. It came from her grandmother. Then her mother owned it and now Marisol can wear it. And <laughs> Mama Elsa says she's not going to this party. It's too late. She don't want to go. Marisol's like, what would you go? What would you even wear? And she, and so Mama Elsa gets up. She puts on like a, a feather fascinator and a fan. And she's in her caftan just strutting up and down, <laughs> talking shit. And <laughs> I forgot to say, Mama Elsa says that, uh, that, I don't know. It's like a, it's a vest or a, or a shawl of some sort. I'm not sure. She says it smells like an old dog now. <laughs> um, when she's up dancing and everything, Marisol tells her to sit down and Mama Elsa says she doesn't want to sit down because she's she's just trying to keep her old and she, she'll sit down when she's dead. She needs to get up. And then Marisol deadpans like, who gave you alcohol? And Mama Elsa pauses and says, I don't have to tell you everything. <laughs> they giving me a lot of Dorothy and Sophia. You know what? That's why I think that's why they were so popular. I really enjoy Mama Elsa's scenes because she is giving me pure Sophia from the Golden Girls. And you know, Marisol's the a lot of time the straight man. Although I think Marisol enjoys Mama Elsa's antics more than Dorothy enjoyed Sophia's. Um, then we see Lisa and Lenny who are upstairs, like pacing around, like because the party started. 
Lenny is pacing up and down there, I guess their bathroom. And Lisa is like, you have to calm down. You have to calm down. You have to calm down, Lenny. And, you know, telling someone to calm down never makes them calm down. It just makes them calm up. In fact, I have screamed at people. Because, <laughs> like, when I'm in a space, like, Lenny seems very agitated. But when I'm in a very agitated space and you're like, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. That's not what you say to me. Because automatically I'm like, okay, so now you're my fucking enemy, right? Because here you are. Not a, you think that I'm overreacting? I'm overreacting? You need to calm up. And, like... <laughs> It's just not what you say. Um, and he's not doing well. I mean, she's yelling to her phone. I just need 1,500 cups. Downstairs, the party's starting. Everybody's showing up in their underwear. And they're expecting like 800 people <laughs> to their house. They have a huge fucking house. Think about it. They have a house that can host 800 people comfortably. Um, <laughs> like Roman and Joanna are there. They're kissing and shit. I guess they must be getting along. Leah makes it she's in a uh kind of a lingerie bustier think uh madonna-ish and she's wearing business pants with it and she brought james who's also elaine remember and joe francis and for those of you who don't know who fuck joe francis is joe francis is the creator and owner of girls gone wild and i mean he's sleazy that's what he is he's sleazy he Girls Gone Wild basically goes to places where there are very drunk people and offers girls money to, you know, usually at a spring break, girls are like fucking 18, 19 years old and offers them money to, or t-shirts or bees or whatever and films them like showing their boobs or whatever. You know, if you've never been to Mardi Gras or places like events like that, people show their boobs all the time. And it could be just one of those things where, I don't know, you're just a young college girl and you're just like, boobs. But if somebody is filming you and then puts it on a DVD, I mean, well, then it was a VHS, right? A VHS that they then sell on late night TV to, to internationally. Like, they sell so many copies. And it's always some girl that, like, and you realize that, like, you're forever immortalized on this, on this tape. Like there have been cases of people that ended up on like on the cover of the fucking thing, you know, and, and he's really shitty about it. He's never going to take you down. He's not. And I mean, it's not like being on an internet website. People have an actual copy of it. It's just, it's, it's a sleazy business, okay? Is it legal? Yeah. It is legal to film people in public. So if you are in public f flashing and tonguing down your girlfriend, I mean, this was, this was like prime time for people to be pretend lesbians, right? Um, and someone videos it, that's, it, it is what it is. You don't have an expectation of privacy in a public place. Um, you know, plenty of, t he's been sued and arrested and for perhaps getting underage girls there, um, plying people with liquor, like, and if you notice, like, after, like, maybe the first couple of tapes were just pure showing up places, like spring break and taking video of girls, like, who are willing to, like, flash or, like, you know, 
do stuff on camera, like softcore porn shit on camera. But after a while, he's got real porn stars on there who then pretend and then, you know. Um, but yeah, they're, because after a while it gets out like what it is. But like they would invite people back and have them sign like um, photo and video releases, like fucking blackout drunk and get them like sticking shit in their pussy. You know, just like, like as a rule, like none of the stuff that happened on those tapes is anything that would be like, oh my God. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's sex. I mean, whatever. But the thing that makes it sleazy is that they are approaching people who are obviously inebriated. They are asking people to make legal decisions while drunk. They are taking what used to be kind of a private thing and making it public and they're assholes about it. Um, Joe's made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on this. Um, and like I say, he's kind of a sleazy guy. Um, like I said, he's been arrested. Uh, Joe France has been kidnapped twice. Kidnapped and I believe anally raped. I believe they made him put something in his butt, which is, you know, raped by a foreign object. Um, I think he got married and had a kid and they were living in Mexico. I think he was in Mexico to avoid like prosecution in the U.S. Like he made his legal residence Mexico so that he could, I mean, not that you can't be extradited from Mexico, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, so that his business wouldn't be on U.S. grounds. Anyway, he's a sleazy dude, okay? And, but all these semi-famous and famous people are friends with Joe Francis. And the reason is, is because He's also a rich dude and he shows up to parties like this and he hangs out and like, he's not there asking you to put a cigar in your pussy so he could film it and sell the DVD to your dad. Like that's not what he's doing there. He's just a guy. So he's be having fun and he's got money and he buys, you know what I mean? And so that's how like the Kardashians get involved with him. That's how Leah's the one who brings him here. She loves him. She says she just loves him. And anytime he's in Miami, she brings him to the thing. But even Adriana, Says she just loves them. She's like, they're best friends. But the thing is, is like, sure, everybody has a right to do that. I don't think, yes, I do think a little less of them, but I understand what the deal is. Money speaks to money. He's a, he's a fabulous guy with cars and boats and fabulous places for you to go. And you don't ever think about how he got that money. You don't ever think about like, you know, is this the vibes I want to be around? At least that's not, that's my understanding of celebrity and rich people is that you want to be around other rich people. You want to be around other celebrities and, and like a little thing, like this guy's made his millions on kind of just being a sleaze ball, you know, kind of just being a sleazy, sleazy, sleazy guy. Um, doesn't, doesn't bother them. But anyway, that's all I got to say on fucking Joe Francis. Um, you know, Leah is, she's in the party and she's saying it's nice, but she's saying a lingerie party is very different than a sit down silver service dinner, which is what she's having the next night. And she's right. 
she is right. It's she says it's looser rules. It just should help people hanging out and making donations and stuff. And I think Lisa wouldn't like to hear that, but I I don't think that means that Leah's party's better. I really don't. Lisa's party looks fun, but I do think that there is a difference between the two events. So then Joanna sees Joe Francis and she hates him. Joanna started hanging out with Joe Francis when she moved to LA. She met him on the first or second day she was there. And she did host some Girls Gone Wild tapes or maybe one in 2001. It's like 10 years, 11 years before this. Um, but she hates them. She th- she calls him a, the biggest scumbag, which is accurate. She probably didn't think, she didn't probably, she probably didn't think that back then though, right? Right? She probably thought he was her ticket to fame. She's new in LA. And just the way Joe Francis greets her, it's like, hmm, this bitch thinks she's better than me now, huh? It's very swarmy. Now, Marisol gets there and she gets a drink. She's wearing her nightgown. And she's wearing the anim- the the garment with animal products on it. I don't know. And Joanna sees her and Joanna says, I know, she knows I'm going to be here. So why would she do this? Karen says that we need to respect each other's beliefs. Okay, Karen. <laughs> and she also says that, Marisol could have avoided wearing this and she definitely could have avoided wearing it in 80 degree weather. And I'm like, well, it is, if it's 80 degrees, she really couldn't avoid, she really could avoid wearing it. Um, so Karen decides to be the go between. So she goes over and talks to her and she's like, is this like fur? And, and Marisol's like, I don't know what it is. It's like, um, feathers or like, she's, she says she got it from her Grammy's closet. And Karen tells her, she's like, well, you know, Joanna's an animal rights activist. And Marisol's like, I know, like, and what does that have to do with me? <laughs> um, in her confessional, Marisol calls Karen a carrier pigeon. And she says, so here comes this carrier pigeon. And so I unroll the message from her leg. <laughs> Karen says that wearing that outfit will hurt Joanna's feelings. Um, Marisol's very annoyed by it, but she kind of really tried to laugh at all. She calls over Leah, who was wearing some sort of feather um, boa of some sort. And immediately she's like, girl, these are fake. My name is Bennett and I ain't in it. Like Leah's like, I don't want to be a part of this. Um, Whose side am I on? Hmm. I'm not like a fur and leather type of person. I'm just not, maybe it's cause I'm cheap, but it's just not, it's not something that I've absolutely required to have in my life. And it's been very easy for me to avoid wearing this type of stuff. Um, just because of who I am. So it's, it's never been like a thing where I've had to been like, do I believe in this? It's, it's just, I just don't wear those types of things. That said, like, Joe, Marisol can wear whatever the fuck she wants. And even if I agree with Joanna that, like, I wouldn't wear fur and I wouldn't do those things, like, I also wouldn't show up at a party and expect everyone to be dressed to my specifications. Um, And, you know, it reminds me of that Designing Women episode. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where um, Julia has a fur. And, you know, Julia is the most progressive of all the women 
you know, Julia, she gets the New York Times and whatnot. And and Suzanne calls her and she's like, well, you have a fur. And because Suzanne wears fur. She don't give a fuck. She killed, Suzanne wears fur and has a gun. Um, she don't give a fuck about anything. Suzanne would be full QAnon at this point, by the way, if she was, if she was on the show, if she, the show was going on today. But Julia's like, you know, that's grandmother's fur or whatever. Um, I didn't buy a new fur. That's just a fur that was always already in existence. And, you know, there brings up the debate about like, um, if you're anti-fur, what about fur that's already been killed and, and made into, I don't know. I, I just don't have a lot of opinions on it. I do think Joanna is real fucking involved in this. And she's saying that like, you know, if you're this type of part, like, like she believes in doing, and she says that like, she needs to stand for something. And okay, then if you feel like you want to go over there and tell Marisol, Hey, I noticed that you're wearing this fur or feather or whatever. And Um, I'd love to show you some materials, uh, about what, how they kill, you know, how they get this, you know, and, uh, basically the abuses or the atrocities that happen to animals. And I just want you to know that, that like, this isn't cool. And, and let me show you, let me give you some information or whatever. And even that, I mean, I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't, but. I feel like if you did something like that, that would be better than screeching across the room. How dare she wear that here? I like, so when I think of the things I stand for, so, okay, we'll just talk about that Michael Jackson stuff. Um, like if I were at the place and someone was dressed my, like Michael Jackson, I'd be like, oh, okay. And then I leave it alone. <laughs> I guess I would just, I, what would I, what do I need to go over there and say? What do I need to go over there and say? Just, I just feel like, what are we going to have an argument about this? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm not like, what if someone was doing something racist over there? Okay. So that something that, that I'm obviously against and it also affects me. Okay. Would I go over there and confront them? Probably not. I would probably leave and tell the host why I left. I, because that's up to them to leave. Um, if I were being confronted with something that was like against my moral compass, I might, I, I'll probably be like, no, that's not cool. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be around people who think it is. And I leave. I, I certainly wouldn't go over there. Like if, if Marisol was wearing blackface, would I go and confront Marisol? Probably not. I might try to take a picture of Marisol so I could show it, so I could show it around later and be like, you believe this bitch? I don't fuck with no Marisol. Block her on my phone and I wouldn't fuck with her no more. I, I just, I don't know. I just felt like, I mean, thank God Joanna does like have these reactions, but it's not what human beings do, you know? Also, Joanna's drinking. And what do we know about Joanna drinking? Joanna is unreasonable when she's drinking. So Joe Francis is over there now and he tells Marisol she looks great. And she says, well, I'm going to get in trouble because I have my Grammy's petticoat on. I don't know. Is that what a petticoat is? I thought a petticoat was like for your bottom half. And like go under like a dress or something. Um, Joe Francis asks why, and they explain about Joanna. And Joe Francis laughs and says, "Hmm, isn't it funny that I was the first person to put Joanna on TV? She and her sister came from Chicago to LA. They met through a mutual friend. I said that, and she said she wanted to be on TV, and he said he put her on TV." 
He then says he dated both sisters. Adriana asked if he slept with both sisters. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And he says, mm-hmm, it's true. Go ask Marta. <laughs> and Leah goes, not at the same time. <laughs> and he says, no, 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 no. But yeah, he slept with both of them, he says. Do I believe he slept with both of them? Yeah, I do. I just, I, I believe it because of when they met, when they first moved to fucking LA. I believe they slept. I, I just know what it's like. Like, I don't know personally what it's like, but I know what kind of things happen when you're like two young girls moving to LA, trying to be famous, trying to be on TV, trying to be models or whatever. And, uh, and you meet a guy like Joe Francis who has a lot of money who um, knows people, who has the opportunity to put you on TV. I mean, on a Girls Gone Wild DVD, but still, he has the, he can do it. And like, <laughs> what, how do I feel about sisters actually being Eskimo sisters? I don't like it, <laughs> but is it the worst thing I've ever heard? No, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. I don't know. I'm not shocked by it at all, but I do believe Joe Francis. I do. Um, I, I think he slept with a lot of people and I think that he probably doesn't. I don't know. I just got a feeling he, he's telling the truth. It's just a gut fucking feeling. So someone told jo- uh, Joanna what Joe Francis was saying and it was Karen. Um, and she comes over to confront him. I mean, just the way she says it, I don't believe it. She says, like, if they didn't have both have sex with him, I think that like, maybe they blew him. I don't know. He's been in a sexual situations with both of them. The two of them start yelling. He yells something about her fucking Muhammad Hadid. <laughs> and she tells him to go back to jail where he came from. <laughs> Joe Francis is in jail for a long time. Uh, everyone is looking at them. Roman's not really getting involved and his is a talking hand that Joanna gets in the fights all the time. Joanna talks about Roman not doing anything like that's like him just holding back. But I'm like, no, I think, I think you get into screaming matches with people. Joe Roman does say, does tell him the, is like, dude, calm down and, and it's rude or whatever, but he's not like trying to get in between them. I, I, when you're dating Joanna, she gets into a lot of fights. It just, unless somebody's hitting her, I just don't believe Roman will get super involved. Um, Leah's trying to calm him down and it's like, don't insult everyone. He's like, they're insulting me by calling me a liar. At some point, <laughs> Joanna goes over to talk to Marta. And Marta is laughing. Marta's drunk or high or both. Mar- Marta ain't all there right now. Um, and she's just like, what, what are you laughing at? You slept with him? And Marta keeps laughing and says, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) And Marta's face is so smirky. It's obvious she did. And so finally she says, fine, I did. And and Joanna goes, wow. (laughs) Cause she's been arguing for an hour about this. And she feels like Marta like fucked her over. Cause like, 
first of all, Joanna knew that Marta slept with her, with Joe Francis. Joanna knew that. Because I think Joanna slept with Joe Francis. I think they fucking knew. The question is who slept with him first. I bet you Joanna slept with him first and then Marta did later. Marta seems like very little sister-ish. It, absolutely. And so when Joanna's saying it didn't happen, she's thinking that she's just lying about not having sex with Joe Francis and that Joe is telling the truth about her but lying about Marta and then she finds out he's telling the truth about Marta. Two, he's telling the truth about both of them. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of click clacking going on in Joanna's head right now as things are tumbling into place. Um, she calls Marta a fucking whoreback. <laughs> Again, I don't blame Joanna or Marta for fucking Joe Francis. I just don't. Would I do it? No. <laughs> but I've done some desperate things in desperate moments, and I will. Like I just said, Joe Francis is a charming person. He's a nice guy. He's not super ugly. I mean, he's he's fine looking, and he's got a lot of money. And he's telling, and he's he's he is being nice to you and buying you things. And um, you know, you guys are new in town. I can see like how it doesn't take much to sleep with Joe Francis. But we're gonna get back to that because something else happened. Is mm, more information is coming. Leah says that Joe French, Leah is on Joe Francis' side. Cause she's like, Joe Francis quietly said that he fucked two women. And it's Karen's fault for going back and telling them, especially in mixed company in front of her fiance. <laughs> um, at one point we see Roman talking to Lenny and he's like, I'm sorry about the trouble. And Lenny doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. So, Roman recaps it in the funny... Roman should be doing recaps. He's like, oh, Joanna, you know she's tough. And apparently this man, Louis Francis, Louis, oh, Joe, Joe Francis, is saying he has sex with both of the sisters, you know. And is you know, like... <laughs> He's good. He should, he should be doing... He should be hosting this show, not me. Um, Lenny's like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know this shit was going down. Um, Joanna's mad at Joe Francis. She's mad at Roman for not, she's mad at Joe Francis for saying this. Regardless of whether Joe Francis is telling the truth or not. Do I think it's appropriate for him to be saying this? No, 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 no. Do I like anything Joe Francis does? Not really. No, not really. But for Joanna, even though I think that she is lying, she is upset because he's telling everyone about it. And that is the problem. So she's mad at Joe Francis for that. She's mad at um, Roman for like kind of like walking away. And she's mad at Marta for fucking Joe Francis. And uh, Karen is talking like, <laughs> we, get a, we see Karen who's talking to a random black man who's wearing a blazer, a bow tie, and no shirt. And how she's just trying to help friends and she's just doing what she could. And what we find out is his name is Bo. And he doesn't like Leah Black because she snubbed him. And he says that if Leah didn't have her husband, she'd be dead already because she's nothing. And I'm like, wow, okay, Bo. You're just coming in, okay. Coming in hot because the Real Housewives cameras are around. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, we get back to Joanna. Joanna is still mad about this fucking vest, shawl, whatever the fuck Marisol is wearing. And she says that Marisol and her spiritual healer mother will burn in hell forever. Like, she, she basically calls them gutter bitches. I was like, 
this is this is why I can't, it's hard to be on Joanna's side about this because I'm like, why? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you fucking doing? Like, I understand you're morally opposed to fur. I understand that you don't understand why Marisol's wearing that. But are you saying that your Polish mother, <laughs> if she ever put on a fur hat, is a gutter bitch? Is that what you're saying? I don't know, Joanna. I don't know. I think Joanna's mad. She's fighting with a lot of people and she's drunk. Um, Marta tries to tell her to calm down because she wants to go confront Marisol. And Marta tries to tell her to calm down. She's like, you've already been fighting. There's too many fights. And Joanna says, fuck off. You're sensitive, but if you care about animals as much as you say you do, you confront people. And Marta starts to cry. Listen, guys, Marta's going to be crying a lot during this podcast episode. <laughs> Finally, Joanna agrees not to go confront Marisol. But she is talking loudly about it. I'm sure, and, and Karen has already gone over there. So Marisol knows what the deal is. We haven't seen much of Adriana at the party, to be honest. But we're about, we're about to make up for that. And like I said, Adriana loves Joe Francis, which doesn't surprise me either. She's giving Marisol shit about her nightgown. She's pulling her own laundry. And I'm just like, at least Marisol has to pull at it. And then she and Marisol speak Spanish about how this white girl is getting upset at everything. And this obviously... <laughs> They call her a gringa, but I think it's just funny that like, she's like, you know, the gringa over there <laughs> and Adriana knows exactly who she's talking about. <laughs> um, and she gets upset at everything. Adriana's wearing some like feathers on her hair and Marisol tells her to watch out and she does need to watch out because Joanna and Bo, remember the black, the random black guy with no shirt is talking loud as fuck about Marisol and Adriana first that Marisol is a bitch for wearing that Shaw thingy, even, and she, apparently she told, um, Karen, she didn't, she wasn't quite sure what it was made of, and Joanna's like, bitch, if you don't know what it is, don't wear it, <laughs> and they're also saying that Adriana looks like somebody's shit on her head, they're screaming really loudly, um, Roman's asking them to be quiet, because they're loud, um, I'm sure everybody can hear them, so, Joe Francis and his best friend Adriana talk about what the problem is. And I guess Adriana was in the bathroom or whatever when this all was going out. So now Adriana's getting riled up because Joe Francis tells her that Karen started it and she's a devil. And we know Adriana hates fucking Karen. Um, Leah is... So Leah is standing near in kind of like a little group with James, Marisol, and Bo, I believe, okay? So they're all talking or whatever. No, Marta, Marta's there. So they're all talking or whatever. And she's saying how hot everyone is. And then Bo says, what about me? And she goes, well, you look the hottest. And he says, I know you don't like me. And <laughs> apparently the whole problem is this. Leah Black was at a club. And is walking past Bo. And Bo says hello to her. And Leah Black keep walking. All that over this, Bo. All that energy. All that aggression. You brought all that over here over that. Leah Black is 106 years old. She can't see or hear. I, maybe she didn't fucking hear or see you. Also, Leah Black knows a lot of fucking people. I can't imagine that she knows Bo that well. So, I mean, just because you've seen Bo other places or whatever doesn't mean that she's, like, maybe totally recognizes him. I can imagine, like, them being around each other. 
And Leah basically being like, oh, don't I know you from blah, blah, blah. And be like, yeah, was that this together? We're doing this. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, you're a friend of so-and-so. I think that's how they know each other, not like besties. I could be proven wrong. I don't know. I don't exactly trust Leah Black that much. But I'm just saying that <laughs> when something like that happens, my first thought is not, oh, well, oh, well, um, that bitch snubbed me. She did this shit on purpose. She was plotting. She was waiting for a time that she could that she that I could say hello to her and she can keep walking. Fuck her. I hope she dies. That's not I it never occurs to me anything like that. Um anyway, Leah's being nice about it. And she says she doesn't have her glasses and sometimes she doesn't recognize people. And maybe she didn't know he was talking to her because it was loud, just what I said. And it seems like they are making up and he's talking about his feelings. And that they're good. and he had, But he, he's like, we're good, but I just have to say what I thought. And she's saying she respects him for that. And then her phone buzzes, and she looks down at her phone. And he's like, oh, you're looking at your phone. And gets over to walk away. And Joanna's like, come back. Because um, Joanna's there now. And um, Leah's saying, hey, um, I only looked at my phone because I look at it every time it buzzes because I have a 10-year-old son. And just to see if it's him calling me. So, I, you know, I didn't answer it. I only answered if it's him. I just, I just looked at it. And James is like, you don't have to explain that. You don't have to explain. You don't have to explain. By the way, when the first started and Bo was like, what about me? And <laughs> you could hear James in the background going, uh, she, she like, she didn't, she didn't want to have to lie or something like that. Like James is already on one. I don't think James liked Bo. Also, let's be honest, Bo is dressed strangely. Like, everyone's at, um, in lingerie and, like, um, pajamas and stuff. And he just, what is he wearing? He's not in lingerie or pajamas, or even taking the less, you know, the less revealing route pajamas. Like, uh, James is in a, um, in, like, kind of a bathrobe type thing and some, and some pajama pants. So, I, that's fine. Even, I think Marisol's outfit's fine. She's in a sheer gown. She's real cute looking. It's fine. You don't you don't have to be wearing like a G-string and pasties. Although that's fine too because it's a lingerie party. So, but the no, sh it feels like he didn't have anything to wear. So he's just putting on a blazer with no shirt and a bow tie. Like, what is that? So maybe you don't want her to comment on your outfit, Bo. Maybe. Um. But James is telling James and his teeth because he has a, girl, those fucking veneers. His... <laughs> His teeth must be his best friend. Adriana and Joe Francis are best friends. James and his teeth are best friends. So, but he's telling, don't don't explain yourself. You don't have to explain why you're looking at your phone. And I agree. Like, I, I think it's nice of Leah to explain. But also, who the fuck is Bo? Like, it's not like she walked off on you. And you guys have had the conversation. Um, they kind of get into it. Um... Which, like, Bo's mad, and the two of them get into, a, like, a finger-waving fight. And Leah's like, oh, I don't want to deal with this, and walks away. And they continue to kind of argue. Bo says he's not yelling at him. James is like, that's a lady. That's a lady. Treat her like a lady. Speak to her like a lady. And Bo ends up throwing a drink at James at some point, and James pushes Bo into the pool. So now Lisa is mad. She's screaming that they can't fight her house. Bose ends up waving his arm. Like he's upset and he's like trying to come at James. Lisa is also like trying to be like, you need to stop, you need to stop. And she has her phone in her hand. And because he's waving around, he knocks her phone down 
onto the ground into like a puddle because the, the pool he the pool just got splashed in she's very upset and shit he's like it was an accident and like <sighs> leah's run away at this point adriana runs over to get her purse and her titty falls out they gotta <laughs> they gotta blur that and actually lisa's titty falls out too and then they're trying to get the music back going because the water flashed the DJ booth. It was a lot of shit. And, you know, Lisa's really upset. She says this would never happen at Leah Black's party. She blames Leah and says that if Leah was trying to sabotage her event, this is a good way to do it. She comes back from the DJ booth screaming about James and shit. She's screaming at Leah. Everyone's blaming everyone. Like, every time something happens, they flash to a talking head where someone's like, Oh, her? She's always causing problems. So, like, when the Karen stuff was happening, they were like, oh, it's Karen again. Karen. Every time something happened, it's Karen. And even now, while Leah, Lisa is screaming at Leah, like, Anna's on there going, oh, you know how Leah is. Of course, it's Leah. Like, it's just so funny how they did it to Joanna, too. It's funny how everyone's like, oh, that bitch? She's always ruining stuff. <laughs> So apparently the music gets fixed. Lisa's pretty drunk. She looks drunk. She's yelling. She's sloppy. Karen is putting her phone in rice. You know, Lisa comes storming around the corner and tells her that both James and Bo have to leave. She says he's Karen's guest and Karen says he's not. So we don't even know how Bo got to the party. She says they're just friends. I don't know how old Bo is. And I'm wondering, he seems young, but you know, black people, what it is, it's not that black doesn't crack, right? It doesn't crack. But what it is is that, as a rule, you think black people are older than they are when they're younger. Black children are always, not always, but are often mistaken for being older than they are. Um, like, as a, young, as a young girl, people always thought I was older than I was until I got to a certain age. And then they were like, so like when I was in high school, they would think I was like 20 years old. And then people just thought I was in my 20s for a long time. And then what happens is once you get to like in your 40s and stuff, they start assuming that you're younger. It's a weird, it's a weird like optical illusion people have with black people. But studies have shown that people of other races cannot tell how old someone is. But I guess I can't tell either because Bo seems young to me. Maybe it's his, his, his actions, but I'm just wondering how Karen knows him. How does he know Leo? Like, what does he, like, what's his, what's his business? What does he do? Um, I wish they said more about that. So, you know, and Lenny eventually shows up and is like, oh, what happened? He didn't even fucking notice. She tells him he's like wandering off again. Adriana approaches Karen. So they're all in the kitchen at this point, right? You know, Lisa just going around going, I'm about to leave my party. They need to leave my party. Don't fucking my party. You know what? You know what? There's no fighting at my house and at my party. Like, she's just going around saying the shit and over and over again. But they're all in the kitchen now. Like pretty much uh, most of the cast is in the kitchen. It's getting kind of crowded in the kitchen, actually. And they, you know, it's a huge fucking house. So it's weird that they're just crowded in the kitchen. But so Karen's over there. And Adriana shows up. She's ready to talk to Karen. And Karen says that it's Lisa's party. She, because Adriana's like, we didn't get to finish our conversation. Um... The other day, I guess this is the one Alexis interrupted. And Adriana is, you know, the one where Adriana's like, I don't go and pull teeth. And 
<laughs> Karen's like, of course, because you cannot. <laughs> so, you will go to jail. <laughs> so, she's like, we didn't finish our conversation. I wanted to finish that conversation. And um, Karen is like, we're at Lisa's party. I don't want to, you know, it's enough trauma. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and Adriana's like, we have to clear the air. Which is a weird way, because she keeps saying we must clear the air. I don't know if production told her, like, you need to go over there and clear it. I don't know what it is, but she keeps using that phrase, and it doesn't seem like a phrase native to Adriana. Like, that she says, clear the air, you know? It's, it, was, it was awkward in her mouth, is what I mean. So, but Karen's like, we are fine. We don't need to clear the air. I'm fine. And Adriana says, but that, like, she was trying to help Karen and just tell her she was going in the wrong direction. And then she pulls out the article. Like, this bitch got the article printed. And she, <laughs> I love when people come and confront people with props. I love a well-prepared argument where I love when people are like, you're a bitch and here's a PowerPoint about why you're a bitch. Exhibit A. Like, I love that shit. I mean, not in real life. I love it on TV. I like to watch my, my um, drama from binoculars, not up close. <laughs> so, so, um, she confronts Karen about it. And Karen says exactly what she's been saying is that she was misquoted. And Adriana is insistent that, um, that she's saying that there are quotes in the article of things that they actually said. And that's how she knows that Karen is being quoted correctly because the journalist wouldn't know it. I'm not sure. I didn't read the article. So then Joanna comes over. And Adriana's like, butt off. I love when Adriana gets like uh, a mayor of English phrases, like just a little bit off. I love it. Because Adriana speaks five fucking languages. Um, probably not all as well as, you know, she probably speaks three very well in two, com- like she can get around in. But like, like I find it endearing when she says things like butt off because it just reminds me that like this bitch speaks a lot of languages. And that's like not fucking easy. So but she doesn't want to go. Joanna keeps saying that Karen is being bullied and she already told her what the problem is. She says, I've been in this business for 10 years. By the way, she said it again when, when they were trying on dresses. She's like, yeah, I knew that was the problem that you were misquoted because I've been in this business for 10 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Adriana tells Joanna to move away because she's already had her drama tonight. <laughs> I love that. It's like being like, you've already had enough to eat. This is mine. <laughs> Go. <laughs> and Adriana starts kind of like pushing and waving her away. She does make contact, but she's not like hitting Joanna, but she's just like kind of like moving her arm or whatever. Roman shows up and is like, don't, you know, don't touch her. Don't do that. Like calm down, which I think is interesting that Roman showed up here to talk to Karen, to talk to Adriana about how she's treating Joanna. But when Joe Francis is out in the courtyard screaming that he's had all the uh, all the Polish pussy in this room, Roman's not like, hey, 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 go somewhere with that. I mean, I did. I felt like he did say some things, but he was not very like, you know, he was just. It was very casual the way he said. But here, she, he's like, do not, don't be disrespectful. Now, I don't know if it's because he and Joanna have had this had an argument about whether or not he's doing those things. I don't know. But I feel like, I don't know. I didn't like seeing him 
come in here and get in this business and but not in like where I felt like he had every right to be out there and saying, I I don't care if you've had sex with my fiance, you're not gonna come over here and scream it at us. Like go go away. Um so Joanna says her favorite line once again. I've been in this business for 10 years. And Adriana says, so have I. And, and then Joanna starts screaming, what have you done? What have you done? So it gets even more heated. And then Adriana kind of walks away. Roman is trying to calm, calm Joanna down. Joanna is telling him to get out of her face. Which, I mean, he doesn't like, you know. Adriana comes back. Like, comes back from around the corner. She, like, walks away and she comes back. There, Like I said, there are lots of people in this room at this point. So she's not right by Joanna. There's a crowd of people between them. And I guess she calls Joanna a bitch. <laughs> because Adriana, because Joanna says, don't talk to me like that. And then we see, like, a little footage of Marta trying to calm Joanna down. She's got her hands on her. And Joanna pushes her and says, Keep, get your fucking hands off of me. At this point, Roman's gone. Um, or like, don't fucking touch me. And the closed captioning says collective shouting. I love when the closed caption is like, I'm not recapping this shit. They're yelling. That's what they're fucking doing. <laughs> so in the middle of all that, so keep in mind, there are several people between Adriana and Joanna. One of them is a boy, young man. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like 18 and he's like in a, in a robe kind of thing. And he has a broom. He's cleaning up something. Um, they did mention volunteers at one point. I wonder if he's a volunteer. He looks very, very young. But Joanna's like kind of off to the corner of this kitchen. And she goes. She. The camera's right on her. She's not looking in the camera. She's kind of looking up at the camera. It's almost like she's facing camera to say this. She goes. Joe Francis was right. They're just Polish immigrants. Polish immigrants trying to get a little plate to eat. Like, <laughs> it was, it was so, it was so funny to me because I don't know what trying to get a little plate to eat means. Are they, are they, is he saying they're hungry and they're just like doing whatever they can? <laughs> like, what is he fucking saying? But just her rolling her eyes and going, Joe Francis was right. <laughs> So at this point, Joanna walks over and puts her finger in Adriana's face. And Adriana walks off. She walks off down the hallway. The camera follows. Joanna follows. Let me re-say that. Because Joanna follows and the camera follows them. Joanna follows her and yet again says, I've been in this business for 12 years. She added two years to it. All episode long, she's been saying 10 years. And then she goes, 12 years. And Adriana tells her not to follow her and really fought, walks away. And Joanna follows. And according to Adriana, so what we get is the camera is the back of, of Joanna, the back of Adriana. Then Adriana turns around and slaps the shit out of Joanna. Um, Joanna says she punched her. It looked open-handed to me. According to Adriana, what happened is that Joanna was chasing her and she felt Joanna's hand on her. And then that's when Adriana stopped, turned around, and slapped her. 
it is excellent footage, okay? And this is like this is back when the Bravo house, when the Bravo cameraman knew what the fuck they were doing. So often now, some shit happens off screen. So often now, they're like, you know, back when the cameras weren't here, somebody get a fucking camera here. Somebody give these bitches GoPros. Do something. Um, that remember on the Real Housewives of OC that night that uh, they got into that big fucking fight in Ireland. Um, this is where everybody turned on Heather. Uh, what, what's her face? Fancy pants. Um, because uh, that whole season, guys, can you fucking believe we let fancy pants off the fucking show and kept Kelly Dodd? Kelly Dodd is so fucking lucky that it looked like she was getting bullied that season. So I don't really believe in grown people bullying each other. There really has to be a power dynamic there. So it's got to be like everybody on top, like dogpiling on somebody or it has to like, there has to be some power. Like you're a boss, like, you know, you hold something over them, but you know, Kelly Dodd, it was everyone against Kelly Dodd and Kelly Dodd seems so stupid, you know? And you know how she like just get into a fight and be like, your mother's a cunt. I don't date black men. And then, like, 10 minutes later, she's like, I'm sorry. Like, you, they, they, people fell for that shit. But this is that season where they're fighting and the camera crew isn't there. I'm like, what the fuck? I understand why the camera crew isn't there. I know that they need breaks. They're in unions. You need to, you need to do. But put some fucking money into this production. You need to be, you need to be filming. Um... But, you know, I'm really happy they caught this because the footage is, it's not explosive, but it is like, oh, okay. And, you know, now they would try to cut away from it too. You know, you know, if you notice on shows like VH, on the VH1 shows, your Love and Hip Hops, your Black Ink Crews, your Basketball Wives, um, people were complaining so much about the violence because people were getting the fights. They were getting the fights. And people were complaining so much that they started cutting away from it. And we were all pissed. We were like, no, show us what happened because we need to figure out a person to be mad at. Like, you just want me over here being mad at people and I didn't even see the whole fucking thing? Show it to me. I think um, that Love and Hip Hop season where Stevie J and uh, the Puerto Rican princess showed up to the reunion high as kites. (laughs) You know, the reunions on those shows are... Sparkly dresses and sequin jumpsuits and very short dresses cut to your pussy. Like, I mean, just, just, you know, nothing, nothing you're going to fight in. And that year, (laughs) Jocelyn Hernandez showed up in like Tim's (laughs) and a sweatsuit with like Vaseline all over her face so that if somebody cut, you know, do you know what that means, guys? Do you know what it means when someone puts Vaseline on their face? Um, it means that they're going to get into a fight and it makes it harder for people to connect with your face because um, your face is slippery. So if somebody tries to scratch you, it kind of protects. Um, if somebody has a razor blade or something like that, it's harder to cut you. It, it's a very hood chick type of thing, a round away girl type of thing that you're going to go fight these bitches and you're going to put Vaseline on your face. So that, uh, you know, they may get you, but they ain't going to get this face. So, <laughs> Jocelyn Hernandez came to fucking fight. And they basically said, like, two things. Like, the show started. They said two things. 
and Jocelyn and Stevie got up and just bum rushed the cast. Like, <laughs> and I, I think that had something to do with like, uh, I mean, they were already trying to scale down on the fights, but that was like too much. Even though that was absolutely real, they really did it. Although I will say this, they certainly looked like they were like, you ready for this? You ready? Like, I was like, y'all could have, where's security? Y'all could have got them to sit down a lot faster than you did. Um, yeah, I forget her name, but Waka Flocka, Tammy, Tammy, Waka's fiance, uh, <laughs> was like, they jumped on top of her. Her hair was all crazy. Her fucking clothes were off. She was, cause in the background they have all these liquor bottles and like, you know, for sponsors and shit. She's grabbing liquor bottles and trying to throw them. <laughs> Tammy's also like 4'11". Like she's small. Um, <laughs> but I just appreciate the footage. I appreciate that. For the most part, I can see what happened. Um, so whose side am I on? The first time I watched this, I believed Adriana hit Joanna and I didn't blame Adriana. I mean, you see it on the camera. Now, there's a question whether it's open-handed or closed-handed, but I think it's open-handed and I still think she hit her. Do I blame Adriana? No, not really. I mean, obviously I don't think people should hit people. There you go. Like, all things considered, I think that we should avoid hitting people if you absolutely possibly can. But I also think that if we are in a heated argument, we're yelling at each other, and I and there's liquor involved, all, you know, all this shit's happening, and I turn around from you and walk away from you, and you run me down a hallway, and I'm not saying that Joanna grabbed her hair and yanked it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Joanna yanked her at all, but here I am running away from you, or excuse me, walking away from you, like trying to get away from you and telling you not to follow me. And you are still yelling at me about your 12 years in the fucking business and chasing me. And I feel your hand on me. I'm going to turn around and I'm assuming we're fighting. You know what I mean? I think that's a, I think that's a, a reasonable assumption that we're in each, we're fussing, we're in each other's fucking face. I'm trying to leave. I feel you. I hear you chasing me down and I feel your hand on me. Okay. It's on. I guess that's what, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Just kind of turn around and be like, girl, what's up? Why? So you can hit me? No, I'm, I'm going to defend myself. And I felt like Adriana had the right, Adriana had the right to defend herself. Joanna is real white woman about this. And what I mean by that is not all white women, but a, a big enough portion that it, it's become like kind of a trope is aggressive at one point, but as soon as someone returns that aggression to you, it's like, why would you do that? Oh my God, I'm a victim. And I'm like, I just, why did you run down the hallway after her? Why did you, why did you do that? What do, what do you think you were gonna do? You, you were gonna make her stop walking away from you so you could tell her about your 12 years in the business or, but that's not how, not everybody's raised the way you were and not every, like, I just feel like you got what you came for, right? Because why else did you chase her? I And even saying that doesn't feel great because I do not think Adriana should have hit her. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like in the grand scheme of things, I mean, 
Joanna was was in somebody else's business. She felt like Karen was getting bullied, but she was in someone else's business. They were physical with each other. Joanna fights with a lot of fucking people. And then that woman's leaving and here you go chasing her and you got what you came for. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I really don't. Um, in the history of people fighting on the, on the Real Housewives, I've been on multiple different, like I don't always fall on the same side. When Portia pulled, um, when, well, let's start. When Sheree shifted Kim's wig. No, I didn't think that was appropriate. Like, She's walking away from you. You don't want her to walk away, so you just grabbed her wig. And actually, you tried to rip her wig off. She keeps saying, I shifted it. What was she doing? Putting it back in place? Stop lying. You you wanted to pull that synthetic wig off her fucking head. Because fucking Kim Zosiak used to have plastic wigs on her head. <laughs> plastic. Um, when Portia uh, yanked uh, Kendra's Kenya's hair. Um... Again, I think I like I would like Portia not to do stuff like that, but I also understood where she was coming from. Like you are not gonna wave shit in my face. You're not gonna uh, use a bullhorn to call me a whore. And prior to this happening, Candy was sitting between them, and Candy said, "Hold up, now, do not do that." Candy ends up moving, and this is when this happens. But if if Kenya had hit Candy with that fucking uh, wand. And Candy yanked her to the ground. Everybody would have been on Candy's side. Why? Because you like Candy. Because she seems relatable to you. I get it. I get it. She's the most relatable on the fucking cast. And she's also the richest. And she, she seems to be about her fucking business. I get that. But that's like choosing, you know, choosing mom's choose gift. You're choosing your victim. You want, like, if it's Candy, it's, it's, if it's Candy, it's fine. But if it's Portia, well, you don't like Portia, so it's not fine. I, in my case... I felt like Kenya got what she'd fucking deserve. Do, should we put our hands on people? No, but also Kenya, here you are. You over here provoking people and somebody yanks you to the ground, they yank you to the fucking ground. And it's not like she curb stomped you either. It's not like she got on the ground, she started kicking you. She pulled you to the ground because she yanked you. Um, who else hit each other? I'm talking women, not the men, because I know Juicy Joe and uh, fucking Joe Gor Gorga had a fight and rubbed each other's hair, spray on hair off on each other. But no, I'm not talking about them. Um, I'm talking about... Who else? Who else? Who else? Okay, so we can talk about Monique and Candace. Um, I... I'm on Candace's side on that one. Because... <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I'm not on Candace's side. I don't ever want to be on Candace's side. I don't like Candace. I don't like her in any way, shape, or form. But Monique walked in that room in a bitch-eating cracker mode, and she had every right to be mad except the stuff she was saying because, as we find out, there's all this shit behind the scenes that she has every right to be mad about, but she's not telling us at the time. She doesn't tell us so much later. So she's just... She said that she's the... She said that she's going to try to make it work with Candace, Candace is pretty much on her best behavior all the fucking season. And they do get into it a little bit. And they are like in each other's faces and flipping each other's hair and stuff. And then Monique goes off. And I, like, I know people disagree. They're like, because you like Monique. I get it. I like Monique too. But 
did, and I, and you know what? Candace does seem like somebody needs to be beat up. Okay. I agree with you. But in this particular moment, in that section of time, Monique was wrong. Monique chasing after her in the street. She was wrong. Not, I'm not saying the reasons that she was doing it were not good reasons. Like she was upset. There was a lot of stuff going on, but you brought more, you brought, you didn't bring the right energy to this table. You brought gun energy energy to a knife fight energy. That's it. That's what it was. And it just, it just felt like there are plenty of times Candace need to be dragged. <laughs> this was not it. And yes, Candace was yelling, drag me. I mean, that's what she fucking says. So did I feel super bad for Candace? No, I didn't feel bad for Candace. Candace, Candace looked like she needed to get beat up sometimes. Okay. And she, she hadn't been beat up because if she had, she stopped talking like that. You can't be in people's face talking shit and then not get beat up. But I just felt like Monique moved too quickly. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I was ready for Monique to beat up Candace. I was, <laughs> I was ready for somebody to beat up Candace, and I was like, "Damn, did you, you did it too soon?" <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't support it. Candace with her knife telling uh, um, Ashley from Potomac to get out of her house because she told Ashley to get out, and Ashley don't want to go out because they're filming there, and she's like, "This is your mama house. Listen, bitch, I am domiciled at this address, and if I told you to get out of my house, get out of my house." Her picking up that knife, I didn't, actually, I'm on Candace's side. Ashley, get out. Stop coming back here. Get out. You will find, <laughs> you'll find out what the fuck they said about Michael tomorrow. They ain't, they ain't saying nothing, it ain't true. So don't worry about it. I was on Candace's side there. I was like, all right, I'm not mad about, if I told you to get out of my house and you telling me my, it belongs to my mama, well, let me tell you, I spoke to my mama and she wants you out of my house too. Get out. So like, I don't always fall on, the same sides of stuff like I if the circumstances really depend for me I overall I don't want people hitting each other I just think that we can probably work things out without hitting each other but I do I don't live in hypothetical world where everything works out where you know we can uh, everyone controls their emotions we can fix everything I we don't, I just don't live in that world and so I know that sometimes people sometimes it's got to be a fucking fight and I'm on Adriana's side. Oh, you obviously, I've talked about this because I was on um, Karen's show talking about Real Housewives of Potomac. Potomac. I do think Monique was doing too much that day. I think Candace started doing too much the next day. She trying to call the police and all that other shit. Do not call the fucking police, Candace. You was in a fight. You were not assaulted. You were, you were not sitting in a chair, minding your own business, and Monique came over there and beat your ass. You were in a fight. Do not call the fucking police. And I feel like I understand that that once Candace called the police, now it's a legal issue. But I honestly feel like Monique should have just fucking apologized. Monique should have apologized that fucking night by the time she got home. Remember when remember when Tom and I forget who else, maybe Jax, I don't know, got into a fucking no, it might have been a DJ. James Kennedy got into a fucking fight at Sheena's birthday party and Tom sat like at home is drunk, crying, apologizing to Sheena. Monique should have sent an apology. She should have said that by the time she got home that night, I know it would have been too hard, but I wish this, this is what I wish would have happened. I don't say that, I'm not saying that it would have been easy to happen. This is what I wish would have happened. I wish she would have said, Candace, I want to talk to you about tonight. 
I am sorry for my part in it. I wouldn't probably admit any guilt about anything over a text message, to be honest. I wouldn't be like, I'm sorry I beat your ass, bitch. But I would say, I would say I'm sorry for my part in this. I don't, this is not how I want things to be between us. And obviously right now is not a good time to talk and not a good time to meet up. But I want to talk to you. And when you're in that space, let's talk. And the fact is, that's what Candace might have gotten if she hadn't gone to the police the next day trying to assert that Monique had basically pulled out of her bed and beat her up while Candace was sleeping and not saying anything or doing anything. Yeah, I don't support that at all. I think I think that I think that everybody in the situation kept trying to escalate it, escalate it, escalate it. Nobody tried to de-escalate it or at least just leave the fuck alone. I think the girls afterwards with their, we have to represent for the black community and like, People expect us to, but you don't have to put that, put, put that fucking bag down. That's, that's not a, you don't have to. And they have this on every fucking reality TV show, with black women. I think they added to it. I think Candace rushing out to the fucking police. I, obviously. And like, and I also don't think why I'm, I don't think Candace should have gone to the police, but I don't also think Monique should be surprised because the thing is, is that some sometimes when you solve things that way, that's what has to happen. Then sometimes they can call the police on you. And then when Candace was all upset that she that she um, filed a police report on her, I was like, yeah, because that's what you can do. Like you out here using the police, let her use the police. Personally, I want to use the police. Let them be. I don't want to. I don't want to. Do we want Candace? I like. Do you guys want each other to go to jail? That's not gonna help anybody. Get out of here. Anyway, where was the where was I? Oh, who side am I on? I believe that Adriana hit her open handedly, and I believe based on the footage, and I also believe that um, it was a reasonable reaction to what was happening. So everyone erupts. According to Adriana, Joanna had put her hand on. I already got to that part. Um, everyone's titties fell out. There was blur, blur, blur. Um, some the guy with the broom is kind of in the middle of the thing. So Adriana grabs the broom from him and is like brandishing it. Like so many people were fighting in their panties. <laughs> I mean, Adriana brandishing the broom. I just feel like at that point you're in fight or flight. And like this woman has chased you down. You've turned around and hit her and people are screaming and stuff. And you're like, you're not going to jump on me. You're not going to, I feel I can be that way. I'm not saying that I, I beat bitches. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that like, if we're going to, if you, if we get into this tussle, I can't be responsible for what happens next. If there's a broom there, I might pick up the broom. I'm at this point, I am going on adrenaline, my body, like everything's moving very quickly and probably I'm just going on instinct. Like I'm not going to let you jump on me. So whatever the fuck I need to do. Um, like I said, Joanna does the white woman thing and she's like, I came over here to be nice. I, you came over here to get in somebody else's business and Adriana and Karen, maybe Adriana would have yelled at her, but Karen's grown. Yeah. We, this was unnecessary. And the, the, by joining in this, you escalated this. I, I believe Adriana was on one when she walked over there with her PowerPoint presentation about why Karen's a bitch. But I also believe that if Joanna didn't jump in and start escalating the situation and they're yelling between each other, I just don't think it would have gone this far. Um, 
Adriana says that Joanna fights with her fiance. She fights with her sister. Then she sleeps with Joe Francis and she blames it all on me. <laughs> Adriana. What the fuck, man? Lisa says she didn't really see anything. She doesn't see exactly what happened. Karen says she didn't see anything because she stayed in the kitchen. <laughs> I would have stayed in the kitchen too, Karen. I wouldn't have run down there because I, I just felt like I wouldn't have done that. Um, Marta is crying and Joanna's mad at her. She says, I've been in the business 12 years <laughs> and she treats me like this. Joanna says, and poor Roman has to get involved and Roman's left. Roman is done with this. He's gone. Um, and Marta says, it's not about Roman. It's about you. And Joanna tells her to stop it right now or she's going to regret it to Marta. She, tomorrow she's going to lose a sister. And she's like, right now we're talking about Adriana and Karen. And then she says, stop it. In Marta's face like 50 times. And Marta's just making faces. Marta's drunk. Like, obviously, she's in shambles. And Marta goes into the hallway. <laughs> and Daisy, of all people, I didn't even remember this part. I don't, did I ever see this part? Daisy, of all people, comes and consoles her. And she tells her in Spanish that the only person she needs to worry about is Jesus. <laughs> And that he loves her. Remember, Daisy's uh, studying to be a pastor or a priest of some sort, you know, um, a spiritual leader. <laughs> and she says, you're a nice girl. And Jesus can see that. But she says in Spanish, Marta doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> She's just crying and nodding. Daisy offers to take her to lay down. Joanna on Talking Heads says Spanish. Marta, are you going to pretend you speak Spanish now? Like, <laughs> Joanna's pissed. Later, you see um, Marta's kind of in a bed and Daisy's with her. And Daisy's speaking in English. She's telling Marta that she can see her soul. And it's so good. <laughs> I think Daisy and Marta got close because Daisy's been at the house and Marta's been staying there. I think that's what happened. You know, and Marta, like I said, Marta's in shambles. She looks like... <laughs> she looks like... Um, I don't know. She looks like she's been in a lot of like drama and she just looks like she looks like a broken little girl. The rest of the girls are kind of like calming down from the drama. Lisa and Leah seem to be getting along. Lisa tells her that she didn't get Leah's humor at first. And Leah's like, oh, you're getting it. I didn't know you were this smart. <laughs> and her talking head, Lisa says that she and Leah have a lot in common, just 30 years difference. You know, they're getting their shade off on each other. And I will say this. Lisa doubles her donation for all the trouble that night. I think it's classy. I think that's, I just feel like it's a classy thing to do. But I guess she can because she's got a checkbook and she can do what she has to do. As they're leaving, Marta, Joe Francis, and Leah are talking. Adriana's there. Um, she's saying that, listen, none of this has anything to do with Marta. Marta, like I said, is obviously drunk. Joe Francis is holding Marta's hand and hugging her and saying she's the sweetest Polish girl he knows. Marta's amazing. And then he says he met Marta when she was 17. And Marta's just nodding her head. She has this weird smile on her face. And they're like touching each other. And... <sighs> It was so fucking dark. 
why? So this is what I got from this. And I, you know what? Maybe I'm overthinking this. And you guys can tell me if I am. You can tweet at me at OkayThenPrincess. You can go to, um, you can go to Instagram, buy Pumpkin Podcast. But this is what I envision. I envision that like maybe 19-year-old, maybe she's two years older than Marta. So 19-year-old Joanna brings 17-year-old Marta and they move to LA together. They meet Joe Francis their second day or first day there. And Joe Francis ends up sleeping with her. Joanna was, even if she, even if they waited till she technically turned 18, Joanna, I mean, Marta was so fucking young. They're just out in fucking LA on a fucking humbug trying to get famous. It is so fucking gross to think about. Even when I didn't know Marta was 17 at the time, I still think I thought it was gross. And realizing just how young she was, I'm like, oh my fucking God. Oh my God. It's just some dark shit out there, man. Some dark, dark shit. And the way he's holding her and holding her hands and she's just kind of drunk and nodding and half smiling and stuff. And the camera's zooming in because at first they're standing next to each other and she's got her hand out and he grabs her hand and starts rubbing it. And I'm just like, this is the grossest fucking man. If you guys want to hear more about Joe Francis, (laughs) a great podcast to listen to is called Swindled. Um, And they do a Joe Francis episode. Um, And you get a lot more information there, but... Just as much as I know about Joe Francis, just watching this was disgusting. Thinking about 17, 18-year-old Marta, like, imprinting on this motherfucker. Like, (sighs) (sighs) So Lisa puts a cap on it and says that her party is ruined. (laughs) And that it wouldn't happen at Leah's party. And Leah tells her she always thought she was cute as a button. And Leah says, and Lisa says, that's a lie. I mean, they seem to be getting along well, so I'm happy about that. Um, next week, we see the repercussions of everything because um, the next because they pick up the next night at Leah's gala, and Joe Francis is there, and Adriana is there, and so is Joanna, and like, so the drama continues. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Um... <laughs> I, this is like a good episode. Like I remember earlier when I'm watching the episodes, I was thinking, did I not enjoy Miami as much as I think I did? Like now, am I going to enjoy it as much on this rewatch? And this episode came and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking good. It's good fucking TV. Oh, I'm so happy we got to this episode. I don't even fucking remember what happens in the rest of the season. I really don't. So, you know what? If you've never watched this season and you're watching along with me, we are both about to be fucking surprised. (laughs) I'll catch you guys next week. Later. Later.